0: بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله ما بعد اللهم اغفر لنا ولشيخنا واحفظه وارفع قدره اللهم اغفر لنا ولشيخنا ومشايخه والمسلمين واعف عنهم يا رب العالمين قال المؤلف الإمام محمد بن عبد الوهاب ابن سليمان التميمي رحمه الله باب من الشرك الاستعاذة بغير الله the chapter seeking refuge in other than Allah is shirk and the statement of Allah there were, in the statement of Allah in Surah Al-Jinn there were some people among the humans who sought refuge with some people among the jinn so they increased their misguidance. bint uh, said, said, I heard Allah's Messenger وسلم, say, Whoever enters his home and says, I seek refuge in the complete words of Allah from the evil of what he created, nothing will harm him until he leaves from his home. Recorded by Imam
1: Muslim in Sahih. <laughs> مَنْ يهديه اللَّهُ فَلَا لَهُ so we're on the 13th bab of kitab at-tauhid muhammad ibn ta'ala now this chapter and the next 4 or 5 chapters they are on the topic of الدعاء, or الدعاء الله, calling upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this chapter, he will talk about Ista'ada, which is seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the opposite to that is seeking refuge in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next chapter, he will talk about Al-Istighatha Bi subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seeking the help and rescue of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And knowing that that is a ibadah. And knowing that that is an ibadah that should only be directed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the Topic of the next few chapters. Before we do the Tatsil al-masala, the shirk says, "Rahimahullah." Hey, this is a chapter. Min al-shirki, min al-shirki, ay al-akbari. Put al-akbar on top of al-shirk, on top of it, al-akbar, and then al-istighadatu bi ghayrillah, al-istighadatu bi ghayrillah, al-isfahahdiya and that al or this is that is being referred to is the ista'ad that has been mentioned or that is specific to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's the or the seeking refuge which is a type of worship which should which should only be done for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maqsoodu tarjama tarjama the objective behind this title heading bayanu Analyst the other Bayanu Analyst the other day, be regular shirkun akbar. Bayanu clarifying Analyst the other day, be regular seeking refuge in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be regular he other than Allah, shirkun akbar is major shirk. And when it is said Major Shank, meaning it takes a person outside of the fold of Islam. طيب. So for the Ta'seel al-Mas'ala or the Ta'seel al-Baab, rather you can say Taqsilul al-Abwaab al-Murtaqaddi. La, Ta'seel al-Abwaabi Taqsilul abwabi Ta'seel Laying down some principles to understand the following chapters or Masail. Number one, Ad dua al-du'a, making du'a, huwa talabu ma yanfa'u al-da'i, al-du'a is talabu ma yanfa'u A dai wa talabu kashfi, wa talabu kashfi, ما يضره أو دفعه أي طلب دفعه وطلب كشف ما يضره أو طلب دفعه أو طلب ما يدفعه طيب So this first principle or first point is on Dua itself. Dua in the Sharia is to call upon a person calling upon other than him in that which benefits him and to remove harm from him or to protect him from harm's way or to protect him from harm's way. And a dua calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which only He can do is ibadah. Dua calling upon only calling upon Allah in only that which he can do is a ibadah. Waida taqagara and the dua ibadah and if we establish that dua is a ibadah, for li rayillahi shinkun wa ida أن الدعاء عبادة فصرفه لغير الله شرك and if we establish that عبادة or دعاء is a form of عبادة then giving it other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is شرك الأكبر major شرك number two dua in the sharia is of two types الدعاء في for Shari الدعاء والدعاء إن du'a in the Sharia is of two types. Al or the first type, dua ul ibadah. Du'a al العبادة the العبادة. العبادة, of ibadah simply means Carrying out imtithal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dua ibadah, Dua that is a dua'ul ibadah, which is the first type, simply means to carry out the duties that Allah has prescribed upon you. Praying the five daily prayers, the ta'weed of Allah, praying the five daily prayers, zakah, siyam, fasting, hajj, and so on. So when you're praying, you are in reality making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah forgives you, that Allah grants you Jannah, that Allah protects you from Jahannam. You're not saying it with your tongue, lacking the fact that you're doing this ibadah, that is why you're doing it. Likewise, when you're paying zakah, that is a dua, in which you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify your wealth, to bless your wealth, to forgive you for your shortcomings, to protect you from the fire, to enter you into Jannah. And the same goes for every type of Ibadah. So your fasting is a form of Ibadah, it's a form of Dua you're making to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the first type. The second type is dua masala talab Talab-ul-Mas'ala. And that simply means, Sue Subhanahu wa Ta'ala Mayan Fa'uk. Sue Subhanahu wa Ta'ala Mayan Fa'uk. Fidunya wa Allah Hagar. Sue Allah Hid Ta'ala Mayan Fa'uk. Fidunya wa Allah Hagar. To ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala for that which will benefit you in the dunya and in the hereafter. For example, you raise your hands and you say, Oh Allah, grant me children, righteous children. Oh Allah, bless me with this sort of thing. Oh Allah, bless me with that. Oh Allah, grant me this. You're asking for a mas'ala, a particular thing. If we establish that, then we know that du'aul ibadah and du'aul wa'ah Mas'ala should both be done and sought from Allah Jalla Wa Ala. And giving it to other than Allah is what? Shaykhun Akbar. (ISWAY) Ta'ib. The third point. (ISraszam) الدعاء عبادة عامة الدعاء (ad). Dua is (ad.) عبادة عامة Du'a is a general form of du'a dua is a general form of uh عبادة. Dua is a afaradiha and from the things that come under a dua and from the things that come under a dua is al Isti'ana seeking the aid and help of Allah Jalla wa Ala and from its parts the isti'anah and which is to seek refuge from Allah in that which will harm you or not as we'll come to see and the third is wal istighathah and from its Al-Isti'at wal isti'adat wal Wal So this la this fourth or third masala, we've established previously that dua is what? Calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that which will benefit you in the dunya or in the akhirah, right? طيب that dua is the main ibadah. It, you can consider it as an umbrella. Underneath a dua, what comes under dua is al isti'ana, seeking the aid of Allah. wa ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadati. This isti'ana that you're asking Allah to aid you, that is a form of dua. Is it understood? The next type is al-isti'adha, isti'adha is when you're seeking refuge in something. As we say in the du'a, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-qabal. You're seeking refuge in that thing before it comes or after it comes. The third is al istiratha. al-isti'adha is to seek refuge, to seek the aid and rescue of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. and that often comes when there's hardship that often comes when there is hardship so we've got al-isti'ana seeking the help of Allah al-isti'ada seeking refuge in Allah al-istighatha asking Allah Jalla to rescue from some sort of harm and all three come under what? الدعاء. So if all three come under du'a, if any of them are sought from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it becomes what? Shirk. Shirk. The fourth mas'ala or the fifth, al-isti'adatu, which is the chapter that we're studying now, is du'a'u, calling upon Allah, du'a'u durri. الدعاء لكشف الضر أو دفعه الدعاء لكشف الضر أو لدفعه So seeking refuge in Allah it means it's a dua in which you're asking Allah to remove the harm or to prevent the harm from coming to you. So that is the meaning of Al-Isti'ada. The next point, number five, huh? Al-Isti'ada to anwa' Al-Isti'ada to anwa' uh, is of different types. Al-Awwal Al-Isti'adha al Ibadiyya. Al-Isti'adha Al-Ibadiya Isti'adha which is a type of worship which is to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wa huwa Ibaadha al-qism and that type is a form of ibada because we've been commanded to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will I be a bill feller? and so on? With the mouth So the first type is what? Dua that is Ibadah. Oh, it's the other that is Ibadah. The second is Alistair to Shirikia. to and that simply means ال استعادة بغير fi ma لا يقدر alayhi illallah الله al استعادة الشركية here استعادة that is or the seeking refuge in Allah that is a type of shirk is to seek refuge in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do such as calling the Arabic part is the aadatul Shaqiya, he al istiaada to birayagillahi malaya subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third type is so that an example is seeking refuge in the dead, seeking so refuge in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam now. that is shirkia why is it shirk because it necessitates giving the right of allah to other than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and note it says in that which only allah is able to to control to do and the third type is Seeking refuge that is permissible, a type of seeking refuge which is permissible, and that is to seek refuge in someone, but with three conditions. But with three conditions, and the conditions in your corner, that person has to be hay alive able to do that which you are asking them to do, able to protect you from that which you are seeking refuge in, and Yakun hayyan. So we're talking about the shuru, the conditions for this third type of isti'ada that is permissible. And you hayyan has to be alive. Aadeen, they have to be present. And they have to be able to protect you from and have the ability to do so. So, for example, they have to be hay, they have to be alive. If you go to a deceased person's grave and you make dua to them, have they fulfilled the first condition? No. Al-hadir, they have to also be present with you. Or you have to be able to speak to them through communication over the phone and so on and that takes away what? being in one part of the world and seeking refuge in a so-called welly in the other corner of the world because by you calling upon them and asking them to seek refuge uh, you're seeking refuge in them you've given them the khasais of Allah those things which are specific to Allah because Allah is the one that can hear and see all things whereas that person that is on the other side of the world who can't help you or even before they're helping because that's the next condition lacking. calling upon them without there being necessary communication over the phone or whatever then that means you're giving them the ability of being able to hear and see all and that is only specific to Allah and the third is what? they have to be able to protect you from that which they are which you're asking them to do for example someone that is in the far part of the world or someone that is not with you and you seek refuge in them from a harm that is about to come to you that is shirk because they're alive however this harm and this specific type of harm that we're referring to only Allah can protect you from it only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can protect you from it so these three conditions have to be fulfilled so how many types of isti'adah are there three the first al العبادية and that is the one that is sought from Allah the second الشنكية and that is the one بغير الله فقد فيما لا يقدر عليه إلا الله. in that which only Allah Jalla is uh, able to do and the third is جا, is that which is permissible and how many conditions are there for that? three and what are they? حي حادق قادق they have to be alive Present with you or able to be present, the volume of being present, and thirdly, they have to be Qadir. طيب. Mm-hmm. طيب. The next one is Al Mutasifu Al Mutasifu Rububiyati. المتصف بالصفات الربوبيه هو المستحق للعبادة وحده هو المستحق Al وحده المستحق للعبادة وحده and that means the one who has the attributes of tawheed al the one that creates, maintains, controls, elevates, honours, blesses the one that has these great attributes of Ghububiyyah he is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone he is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone and last, and last but not least من استعانه من استعانه او استعاده من استعانه او استعاده او استغاثه بغير الله فيما لا يقدره الا الله fī mā lā yaqdiru 'alayhi Allāhu ta'ālā faqad ashraka shinkan akbar faqad ashraka shinkan akbara and that means man ista'ana hum sawever seeks the help of or seeks refuge or seeks rescue from other than Allah, in that which only Allah Jalla wa'ala can do, then verily they have committed major shirk. They have committed major shirk. So that is with regards to the beginning of the chapter. What is the munasaba of this chapter? So go back a few a few lines and where you wrote the Muqaddimah of the introduction, I forgot to mention it, which is the Munasibah of the bab to kitab u the connection of kitab u to this chapter. And the Munasibah is clear, the connection is clear, which is that this chapter talks about a type of shirk. This chapter talks about a type of shirk. Which negates the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This type of chapter talks about a type of shirk which negates the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore, this chapter is an explanation of tawheed. Therefore, this chapter is an explanation of tawheed. Remember when we were studying the end of chapter six. The shaykh said at the end that all of the chapters that were coming, that are coming, are an explanation of Tawheed. And this is one of those, and this is one of those. Then the shaykh says, "Rahimahullah." the first evidence, he mentions in this chapter, an evidence from the Qur'an and an evidence from the Sunnah of the Prophet alayhi The first is, he says, Jalla, he mentions the verse of Allah, وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ رِجَالٌ مِنَ الْإِنسِ يَعُوذُونَ فَزَادُوهُمْ Allah Jalla tells us that there were a group of people from the jinn. There were a group of people and a group of men calling upon the jinn. Calling upon the jinn. And that increased them in rahaq, in fear and torment. And that increased them in fear. This verse, we've studied it before. Where have we come across it? Uh, where have we studied this verse before? Uh, la. Okay. Usulathalata, Issunt. La. La, Usulathalata, I don't believe it was. Nawaqadu l-Islam. Nawaqadu l-Islam, no? That shows you need to revise, huh? Intercession, That not in the second one. Is that a guess? Third one, third one, third one. one. And what was the maqsud of the Sheikh? What was the reason that he brought I myself, I'm guessing, so by his, uh, Yeah. The fact that the Shaykh الله, was proving that the Prophet وسلم, was not sent to a people who used to only worship idols. Lakin, they used to worship different things. طيب. This verse, the Shaykh says, الله, obviously it's in Surah Al-Jinn. And had the Surah Al-Jinn start off, قُلُوا حِيَ إِلَيَّ أَنَّهُ اسْتَمَعَ نَفْرُ مِنَ الْجِنِ فَقَالُوا إِنَّا سَمِعْنَا Yahdi عَجَبًا يَهْدِي إِلَى رُشْدِ فَآمَنَّا يَهْدِي إِلَى رُشْدِ فَآمَنَّا بِهِمْ so these are the verses that this verse comes after. So the jinn, they accepted Islam. And then they said, with regards to, they mentioned that they would not fall into shirk. And then they mentioned afradu the shirk, types of that shirk. So this verse tells us, From that shirk that used to take place, is that every time a group of ins, rijal, people were traveling and they would come to a valley or a place that they would sit, they would say, billahi, eh, hadha They would seek refuge in the Sayyid or be Sayyidi They would seek refuge in the jinn that were residing in that location. They were residing. They were uh, seeking refuge in the jinn, residing in that location to not harm them. طيب. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rebuked them for that. So this is from the types of shirk that they used to commit. Then Fazaduhum the scholars mentioned two tafsir, two tafsirks, or two interpretations. That the jinn Or the first explanation is that the Bani Adam, they would fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they would fear the jinn. So they would call upon the jinn, but them calling upon the jinn, it would only increase them in fear. And it would only increase them in weakness. The jinn that they will call upon, this act of calling upon the jinn, it would only increase them in weakness and in fear, in khawf. The second explanation that the scholars mention is that the jinn themselves the jinn themselves, once they saw that the Bashar, the insan, was seeking refuge in them, that increased them becoming haughty and having pride. And they increased in their transgression. So when they saw the jinn seeking refuge in them, they thought they were something and then they started to have that pride in kibbing and haughtiness and transgression in them. And these two interpretations, we can understand the verse as both of them. Because the scholars of Tafsir, they mentioned that since both explanations, you can carry it out on this verse, you can have this verse or understand this verse with both of them, then we carry the meaning on both. نحمل both Both of the two manners, the two meanings. So this verse, it shows us the mab or the maqsud of the takjama. Or the object of the tajjama in which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions that what they were doing is They won't commit shirk, and from afrad had hada shirk, from the types of that shirk is what to seek refuge in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. طيب. right? Wajh al-dalala, wajh dalala أَخْبَرَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ أَنَّ الْجِنَّ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ Allah. tells us that the jinn they the believed in Allah. believed in Allah. Allah tells us that the jinn believed واخبر انهم تركوا شرك الذي كانوا يفعلونه قبل الايمان ومن هذا الشرك ومن هذا الشرك استعاده الانس بالجن ومن هذا الشرك استعاده الانس بالجن واقرهم الله تعالى على ذلك على هذا طغى واقرهم الله تعالى على ذلك, على هذا الطرق. فدل على ان الاستعادة, فدل على أن الاستعادة بغير الله so الله in this verse tells us that the jinn believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah tells them that they left off the shirk that they used to perform before iman before they accepted islam and from that shirk that they repented from and they said they will leave alone is to call upon or seeking refuge in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that shows that calling upon other than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shirk time then the Shaykh alayhi, he mentions the next ver- hadith, the next evidence, which is the hadith of Khawla radiallahu anha. and she said, the, the Prophet sallam, said Man manzilan Whoever settles in a place, and this could be anywhere, whether it is a place that you're staying overnight, whether it's uh, a service station that you're stay, spending a couple of hours and so on. Or anywhere that you're travelling, you stay or uh, residing for a couple of days or a couple of hours or wherever it may be. So whoever sets st- re- in that sort of place and he says, I seek refuge in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the complete words of Allah that have no deficiency, Min ma khalaq, in the evil of that which He has created. So that is the dua. That is the dua and it's wajib for every single one of us to read and memorize this dua. So that Allah can protect us at all times that we can be under the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said, What is the reward for that? Lam shay'un hatta min Nothing will harm him until they leave that place, until they move from that place. So the word is Fil hadithi. تقرب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى الله بالاستعادة به وحثه لأمته أي وفي في الحديث حثه على أو لأمته على ذلك وحثه لأمته على ذلك وما تقرب به النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وما تقرب اليه النبي صلى الله وما تقرب به النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم او دع الناس اليه فهو عِبَادَةٌ وصرفه لغير الله شكون and the word of dalalah from this hadith is that the hadith shows that the prophet sallallahu alaihi sought nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by seeking refuge in him in Allah jalla wa ala And he encouraged and commanded his people to also seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And anything that the Prophet did to get close or said to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with, or he called the people to, for them to seek to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it with is a form of ibadah is a form of ibadah. So anything that the Prophet ﷺ com- did or commanded his people to do in order to get closer to Allah, then is a form of ibadah. And diverting it to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shirk. And diverting it to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is shirk. So the hadith tells us to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What do we understand from the hadith that we cannot seek refuge in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala طيب فيه مسائل
0: important points number one the explanation of the ayah in al jinn number two seeking refuge in other than Allah's shirk
1: naam so this verse uh, of al jinn we explain the two explanations and the fact that the jinn accepted Islam and they said we will leave off that they said they will not commit shirk and when to, when mentioned when allah Jalla mentions the type of shirk that they did it was the jinn seeking refuge in them the people the humans seeking refuge in them and then the fact that the fact that that seeking upon other than allah or that seeking refuge in other than allah is a type of shirk
0: number three this is supported by the hadith because the scholars used to prove that used to prove that allah's words are not created they say because seeking refuge in creatures is shirk.
1: Nah. So this ma- masala is a masala that the scholars used as evidence to prove that the Quran of Allah Jalla is the word of Allah and it is not shirk uh, and it is not created. Because we have this hadith where the Prophet says, bi I seek refuge in the complete words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And kalam or speech is from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereas if we say that the Qur'an is makhluq if we say the Qur'an is created and it's one of the creation like we're created, then it is real in reality that the Prophet is commanding us to seek refuge in the creation. And what is the ruling of seeking refuge in the creation? Shink akbar Therefore the scholars, rahmatullahi alayhim, such as Imam Ahmad and other than him, they use this hadith to prove that the Qur'an is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it is not created which is in contradiction to the deviant sects that oppose Ahlul Sunnah in this Mas'ala
0: Number four The merit of this supplication even though it is brief
1: Naam So although it is brief and it is only a very sure that you can read in about three seconds like in the Prophet وسلم, said, Lam nothing will harm him, شيء. nothing will harm him, and it is a nafi here. So, nothing will harm him, that is am. Nothing will harm him, and nothing will cause him stress until he leaves that place. And then, when he gets to another place, he will say the same dua. Like in if it should happen, it doesn't mean that the hadith is not correct or the dua doesn't protect lacking, there must be outside factors that prevent the dua from being answered
0: number five despite the fact that a thing may lead to some worldly benefit by hindering evil or obtaining benefit that does not prove that it is not shirk
1: so pay attention to this and
0: the above is going to read it again pay attention despite the fact that a thing may lead to some worldly benefit by hindering evil or obtaining benefit, that does not prove that it is not shirk. No.
1: And this is a very important point and a very important benefit from these ahadith. It may be, for example, when the jinn, when the ins, when the people were seeking refuge in the jinn, sometimes they would be given protection, sah, because the jinn might say, I'm not going to harm them, or he might tell his people to not harm them. sah. His jinn, his fellow jinn, he might tell them not to harm these people. So, the fact that these people were not harmed and they spent a whole day in that valley and a whole night, can we now use it as proof to say that it is legislated to seek refuge in the jinn? That's why the scholars they mention a qa'idah which is husulu لا يدل على جوازه حصول شيء لا يدل على جواز الشيء. So just because something happens أو حصول شيء من المنفعة بشيء آخر حصول شيء من المنفعة بشيء آخر. And this means just because the benefit comes about, it does not mean that what is done or the avenue that you have taken is permissible for you to do so. For example, this one that we've got here. The jinn now, if they protect if they protect someone, it doesn't mean that it is correct to make dua to them. Another thing is also, for example, another from the example of da'wah, a lot of times you will find jama'at tabliq. when you tell them that this is not the way of the Prophet and your obviously the, your methodology is not methodology that is in accordance with the methodology of the Salaf and so on, they will say, Listen, Yachi, have you not seen how many people accept Islam in our hands, at our hands? Have you not seen how many people we've taken out from evil places and brought them into the masajid. So the ignorant person will say, Allah, you're right, carry on, do what you do as long as you get the people off drugs. Lakin, that is not a proof to show what they're doing is correct. Just because there are people that either accept Islam, which is good, Alhamdulillah, and the Muslim gets happy when people accept Islam. Or because there are people who have left an evil place and come into the masjid, which is something else that also pleases every single Muslim with Iman in their heart. Just because this has happened, it doesn't mean it is permissible. Because with regards to permissibility, where do we look at? With regards to see whether something is permissible or impermissible. Where do we look at? The Quran and Sunnah, the Sharia. The Sharia, the is what tells us if this is permissible and if this is not permissible. As for looking at the tadjribah or the example of the people or the experiences of people and deriving rulings from that, that is not permissible. And secondly, it is not possible to come to a steady principle. Because for that jama'ah, for example, if we go to a certain place and we find that the people are still doing evil, and they're not in the masjids. Is that a proof? Or we can use that as a, against them as well. We can say, Taib, you've called these people, and they're not in the masjids. They're not in the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're still doing their evil. So our experiences are not something to be taken as an example in the Sharia. And that goes for everything. Even storytelling, for example. If there's a person who is telling stories, the qasasin or the waad, those that only give reminders and benefits and then leave, that don't actually seek knowledge and benefit the ummah in any other way. Just because there are a lot of people coming into the masjid, a lot of shabab, for that hour and a half, it doesn't justify the fact that we can talk about Allah without knowledge. Is that understood? Just because there are a lot of people coming to the masjid, and maybe they left whatever they were doing for that hour and a half or two hours. It is not justification that we can now go and call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without seeking knowledge. And without having the adequate means to call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this principle is very important. You can apply it everywhere. You can apply it everywhere. So for example, some people may say to you, that tagfiri and those that kill innocent, innocent people, they may say we're meant to harm the kuffar. We are meant to harm the non-Muslims. Therefore anything that can harm any one of them, we should do. That is not permissible. And this re- is a, a refutation against
0: that. The 14th chapter, الله أو الله تعالى ولا الله ما لا ولا من وَإِنْ يَمْسَسْكَ الله بضر فلا كاشف له الا هو وقوله تعالى فَبْتَغُوا عند الله الرزق وعبدوه وقوله وقوله تعالى ومن اضل من يَدْعُ من دون الله من لا يستجيب له الى يوم الْقِيَامَةِ الايتين وقوله تعالى يجيب <تصفيق> chapter seeking refuge in other than allah or calling other than him is a type of shirk
1: uh, this chapter is connected to the last chapter the last chapter was about al which is a form of ibadah which is a form of dua the last chapter was استعادة, which is seeking refuge in allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. and seeking refuge in allah is a form of dua and dua should only be done for allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this chapter, the Sheikh is telling us about another type of ibadah that we already studied, which is what? Al istighatha. Istighatha is a type of what? Dua. Ahsantim, excellent. And dua is what? Ibadah sah. طيب. So, sarfu al istighatha li gayrillah shinkun akbar. Sarfu al istighatha li shinkun akbar. Al istighatha means the tarif of istighat al istighatha talab al-nusrata wal-auni talab al-nusrata means talab al-nusrata wal-auni it means to seek refuge to, to it means to call for help it means to call for victory and help at times of hardship. When was this? This and when did it happen? Al And in times of jihad, that, that is a time where the enemy is in front of you and you're on this side and you're scared and you can see and you know what is about to the jihad that is about to take place so at that particular moment the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you say istighatha billah he sought the help of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the aid of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we don't say sta'atha billah min ha'ula mushrikeen so we say istighatha billah subhanahu wa ta'ala طيب okay. uh, the next mas'ala is استغاثة is like استعادة, how many types of استعادة were there, three types. So how many types of استعادة, استغاثة will there be, three types, excellent. So now I want you to tell me, the first type of استغاثة is what, Ibadah. al-istiratha al عبادة, al العبادية, al العبادية, which is that استغاثة, that rescuing and seeking help, that is sought from Allah Jalla wa that which is sought, the rescue which is fought, sought from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and the second type is what? Shinkiya, excellent. Istighatha Shinkiya, which is Istighatha, a type of asking Allah to asking of rescue and help uh, in a difficult situation. Once you're in a difficult situation, when you're in a difficult situation, but you ask mana man. You ask other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You ask other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which only Allah is able to do. You're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in things that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to do. طيب That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about فَإِذَا رَكِبُوا فِي الْفُلْكِ دَعُوا اللَّهُ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ فَلَمَّا نجأهم إِلَى الْبَرِّ إِذَا هُمْ يُشْرِكُونَ So when they were traveling by sea, and it was stormy, and they were in a, in, in danger, they would call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مُخْلِسِينَ Why sincerely call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that was their hal. مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ They would only call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they knew the mushrikun of the past when pushkas the shove, who's the only one that can help you? Mm-hmm. Allah jalla wa ala. Lakin, when they come back to land, then they <coughs> they fall into a shik. So it's the aqatha, a is to seek refuge in or to seek help in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which only Allah jalla wa ala can do. The third type is what? al istighatha al jaiz excellent. Al-Istigatha al jaizah Why is it permissible? With what conditions? The istigatha seeking rescue or help in a difficult situation. With what conditions? Yeah? The person has to be the Hardi.
0: they
1: have to be alive. and they have to be able to do that which you're calling upon. For example, let's say the Mushrikun of the past, when they would be in the sea and there'd be a storm, would they say, Ya Uzza, Ya Manat? Would they say this? Ya Lat, La, they wouldn't say this. Mukhlisina, La They would ask Allah Jalla wa'ala alone. Tayb. So if they were to say, Ya Uzza, Ya Lat, Ya Manat, if they were to call upon their other gods, Ya and so on, they would be calling upon a Raib that is not hay, obviously that is not alive, that is not qadir, that is not able to do. Right. So that is why they would fall into shaykh, in they did not do that. In times of hardship they would call upon who? Allah Jalla in the mushrikun of today, they call upon who? They call upon the awliya and so on, even in that difficult situation. That's why Shaykh Muhammad Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah, which, mas- which book did he talk this about talk about put your hand up which principle, oh, no. which principle? Which principle? The, fourth principle. the fourth principle excellent Jazakumullah khairan. To all of you said so the hands up and what did the sheikh mention in this one roughly paraphrasing. Uh, that the muslims today they they the muslim of the past they understood they Allah, and they rejected it whereas the muslims today they they say that they the past, they say that the of the past, they knew what La ilaha illallah was, they knew what the Prophet sallallahu came with, and they rejected it. La ilaha illallah, aja'ala al-alihata ma'ala, aja'ala al has he made the aliha, the gods, ilaha waahida, so they knew what it meant, and they knew if they accepted it, what they would be prevented from doing. Just calling upon other than Allah However, the Mushrikun of today, they call upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they say La ilaha illallah. They will say La ilaha illallah, but at the same time calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we look at it from another Qiyas, the Mushrikun of the, or the people of the past, مثلا, they would make wudu and they would know that by going to the bathroom a it would nullify their wudu. Like in, if there's a group of people today, which are similar to the Mushrikun of today in terms of analogy, it's as if they're making wudu and then they go to the bathroom. Making wudu and go to the bathroom. Not knowing that that what is going to nullify your what? Mm-hmm. Wudu. And Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab actually makes this analogy in where? In the introduction. Makes that introduction, makes the that sort of analogy. So that is the stegata that is permissible. When you ask someone to help you, and that is found in the Quran and the Sunnah everywhere. Taib. Uh, the last principle, the last principle that we studied. What was it that we that you wrote? Taqsil al-Masala for the last chapter. al al Taib. Hold on to that. And we're going to need it in this chapter, inshallah. Uh, so the sheikh says, naam. So that is with regards to the chapter. So the chapter, or the maqsood tarjama is, maqsood tarjama, bayanu anna l bayanu anna l-istiqatata bi ghayrillah, awanna al-du'aa o ghayrillah, min So this chapter, it clarifies that, Calling upon seeking rescue and help from other than Allah Jalla or making dua to other than Allah Jalla is shirk. So, if you look at the title, it says helping and an and dua is of how many types? is of two types then the Sheikh rahimahullah is going to mention one two three four evidences from the quran and an evidence from the narrations of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam
0: so the first verse that the Sheikh rahimahullah mentions Allah, Subhan- Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said do not call upon other than Allah that which cannot bring you benefit nor cause you any harm if you do so, then you will be among the great wrongdoers. Right. So in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us
1: or prohibits shirk and we see the, benefit, the connection between the chapter and the ayah, the verse from about three or four ways or three, four, three or four angles. And I want you to highlight or underline every word, every angle. So al-wajh al-awwal min al-istidlal al-wajh al is the verse of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala the part do not call upon other than Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala hadha huwa al-wajh al-awwal is the first way and wa la tad'u is what a prohibition wal-nahy yaqtadi a prohibition necessitates that something is impermissible so do not call upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this verse from the beginning it shows us that it is permissible to call upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then where Allah says that is the second thani. the second way that the verse shows us the connection between the ayah and the hadith or the chapter title allah says ma la yanfa'uka wa la don't call upon those that could do not cannot harm you and cannot benefit you so write walladhi la yanfa'u wa la yadhur wa alladhi la yanfa'u wa la yadhur la yastahiq al-ibadah la yanfa'u wa la yaduruh. And the one that doesn't harm, that doesn't call, upon, that doesn't benefit or harm or bring about harm, does not deserve to be worshipped. الثالث, the third way that the verse shows is the verse, is the part that Allah says, فإن And if you do so, then verily you are from the Dhalimeen. A al-mushrikeen at the end, right a A al-mushrikeen. So Allah subhanahu wa taala wasafah man daa ghayr Allah. Allah described the one that calls upon other than Allah subhanahu wa taala with zulm. Wasafahu bi zulm. He attributed, ascribed him to with oppression. And we know that a in the shirk zulmun a'zim, an oppression or shirk is a great oppression. And this is that tf- if you go back to any of the tafsir of the salaf, for example, at Tabari and so on, and even Imam Sadi, they mention that la min a min mushrikeen from the mushrikeen. And the word Rabi' و اللهُ فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إِلَّا هُوَ فَلَا كَاشِفَ لَهُ إلا هو. That's the whichul Rabia. So you say ay la kashifa li duri ta'ala la kashifa li duri subhanahu wa ta'ala la kashifa subhanahu wa ta'ala فاذا كان لا يكشف الذره فاذا كان لا يكشف الذره الا هو وجب الا يدعى الا هو وجب الا يدعى Allah yuda illā illa subhanahu wa taala. So the verse Allah Sallallahu says that if a harm was to touch you and come to you, then there is no one that can remove it except Allah subhanahu wa taala. So the one that there is, oh afun, there is no one that can remove harm except Allah subhanahu wa taala, and there is no one that can bring about benefit except Allah wa taala. So if no one other than Allah wa ta'ala can bring about harm or remove harm then no one should be worshiped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that's it from the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then the next verse
0: and he subhanahu wa ta'ala said so seek sustenance from Allah and worship him and be thankful to him to him is the return
1: Nah. So the beginning of the verse, "Inna laddina ta'buduna min dunillah." Inna laddina ta'buduna min dunillah. So at the end of the verse, Allah will tell us that they are, or command us to worship Him alone, Subhanahu wa Taala. Lakin Allah called their dua, Allah Jalla wa Ala, called, "Inna laddina ta'buduna min dunillah." Allah Jalla wa Ala called what they were doing and they're calling upon other than Allah as ibadah Allah Jalla wa wa'ala called in a ibadah those that you are worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they do not have any rizq for you they do not have any provision and any benefit for you then Allah Jalla so that is the wujhul awal min al-ayah inna al ta'buduna. so underline ta'budun so Allah Jalla wa'ala wasafa amalahu bi بِأَنَّهُمْ يَعْبُدُونَهُمْ Allah Jalla wa'ala mentioned that they are worshipping them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to them فَبْتَقُوا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ رِزْقَ So seek the sustenance or provision from only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the siyaq the is فَبْتَقُوا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ لَكِن that has been put back a rizq has been put back so Allah says فَبْتَقُوا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ رِزْقَ and the scholars mentioned, تَقْدِيمُ مَا حَقَّهُ تَأْخِيرُ يُفِيدُ الْإِخْتِصَاصُ To put back the... That's a little language we don't worry about that. لكن important thing, Allah Jalla وعلا commands us to seek provision from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. طيب. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعْبُدُوهُ Allah Jalla وعلا commands us to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So the wajh dalala is, Amar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ibadahu, Bi an ya'buduuhu, Wa min al-ibadati Al-Dua'u wal-Istigatha. Wa'abuduuhu, underline that, and worship him alone, underline that. And the wajh dalala is, Amar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ibadahu, Bi an ya'buduuhu, Wa min al'ibadati, Allah commanded the people to worship Him alone and from worship is making dua and seeking istighatha from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. seeking so help and rescue from Allah
0: تفضل الثالث and the statement of Allah and who is more deviant than the one who calls upon other than Allah who will not answer him until the day of resurrection
1: naam so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Mentions in this next verse, "وَمَن أَضَلُّ مِمَن يَدْعُو وَمَن أَضَلُّ who is more misguided than the one that calls upon other than Allah? Al-jawab a لا أحد, a لا أحد. So none or no one is more misguided than the one that calls upon other than Allah subhanahu wa taala. So the scholars they mention, for example, Sheikh Salah Al Sheikh, وحفظه الله, that Allah taala وَصَفَ كُلَّ مَنْ مِنْ Allah described the one, everyone that calls upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala بِأَنَّهُ فِي That he is on the peak of, of misguidance. He is upon the highest level of misguidance. Or the lowest level of misguidance. And just you can add on top of that وَغَايَةُ الضَّلَالِ أَشْرِكُ al الضَّلَالِ أَشْرِكُ And the lowest form of misguidance or the furthest form of misguidance is al So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there is no one who is more misguided than those people that call upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. طيب. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says مَنْ لَا يُعْنَعَ مِنْ دُونِ Allah جل وعلا gives them certain traits. Underline, <coughs> They're not able to respond to them up until يوم القيامة. لا يستجيب. And even يوم القيامة, Allah tells us in, يوم, in another verse, وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يَكْفُرُونَ بشكركم. And even يوم القيامة, they will disbelieve in the calling of these people. طيب. And then also Allah says, hum an du'a'im ghafilun, underline ghafilun. And they are, from their du'as, they're heedless, they can't hear. They can't hear and they can't respond. They're ghafil. Ghafala an shaykh means when the person is. Of, of, and oblivious to a certain thing taking place, he doesn't know. Like now in this room, if there were a few people that were arguing in the next room, are we able to, do we know what's going on over there? No, of course not. So we are ghafilun from what is going on over there. So Allah Jalla says, And in their dua, they are ghafilun They are heedless, they can't help them, they can't benefit them in any way. Whereas Allah says وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Allah tells the Prophet وسلم, If my servants ask about me فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Then I am near So compare that to Allah Subhanahu Compare what they're doing To what the Muwahidun or the people of Tawheed are doing They're calling upon Allah Jalla That is all near And that can answer our dua Jalla wa'ala. Whereas the mushrikun they're calling upon مَنْ لَا لَهُمْ they're calling upon person la is that is that is not answering them. La lahum. And on top of that, they are rafilun. They can't even they don't even know whether they're making dua or not. Because this person, if he was able to benefit himself, do you think they would be six feet deep? Of course not. Do you think they would be in a small hole if they were able to def- protect themselves and save themselves and give themselves something? No, of course not. now nah. In the same nah, In this same verse, so in the last part of the verse uh, in Surah al the other one was Surah al Like in this one, Kafirun. Allah says that, and underline that. They are, they disbelieve in their ibadah. So note that in the other verse, Allah says, Allah says that they are disbelieving in your shirk. Here Allah says what? وَكَانُوا بِعِبَادَتِهِمْ كَافِرِينَ So relating to the Ibaadah, the calling upon that they were doing,
0: Fadlal. And the statement of Allah, who is it that answers the suffering when he calls him and removes the pain? نعم.
1: أَمَّن يُجَيبُ الْمُنطَرَّ إِذَا دَعَاهُ وَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءٍ That is istighata. أَمَّن يُجَيبُ الْمُنطَرَّ Al-Muntar is the one that is going through a severe difficulty and harm that only Allah can remove. And Allah is the one that removes harmship. So for example, where Allah says, In that situation, they are mutagheen. They are calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they know that only Allah can save them and protect them. And rescue them from that difficulty that they are in. So that is from af'alullah min af'aal subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the actions of Allah, meaning the rububi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in that situation they were able to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely. Like when they come back to land, what, they, what would they do? And they go back to their normal lives they would call upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this verse, the word dalala is, وَجْهُ دَلَالَ مِنَ الْآيَةِ the, uh, as the scholars, رحمه الله عَلَيْهِم, they explain this verse, or this book, the علماء نجدية الحمد العتيق رحمه الله يُقَرِّرُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى إِلَهِيَّتَهُ بِرُبُوبِيَّتِهِ يُقَرِّرُ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى إلهيته بربوبيته لأن المشركين لأن المشركين يعلمون أنه لأن المشركين يعلمون أنه لا يجيب المضطرة ويكشف السوء إلا الله سبحانه وتعالى أي إذا كنتم تقرون بذلك اذا كنتم تقرون بذلك فكيف جعلتم له شريكا فكيف جعلتم له شريكا في الالهيه او في الالهيه كيف كيف جعلتم له شريكا في الإلهية? So Allah الله سبحانه وتعالى is making them acknowledge that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can remove hardship and difficulty and only Allah Jalla can rescue them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is proving His uluhiyya, His Lordship of being worshipped. Allah is proving the fact that He should be worshipped by presenting to us the fact that only Allah Jalla can save us. The fact that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can save us. Because the Mushrikun of the past, they knew that in times of hardship and difficulty, only Allah Jalla would. Be able to answer them. And if that is the case, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling this as if Allah is telling them in this verse: if you are only able to call upon Allah in times of hardship and you know only Allah Jalla can remove hardship in times of difficulty that you find yourselves in, then why are you not worshiping worshiping him alone at other times? And that we seek we understand from that the qa'idah of. توحيد العبوبية يستلزم توحيد العبوبية توحيد العبوبية it necessitates توحيد if you are acknowledging that Allah is the one that gives you all of your blessings that Allah is the one that removes harm that Allah is the one that guides that Allah is the one that, guides, that, one, the one that brings you benefit and so on and so forth that nurtures you, that protects you that cares for you if you're acknowledging all of these things that brings about that you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. That you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And this, it, you find this in many places in the Quran. Where Allah is telling them, you people, in times of difficulty, who is the one that responds to your dua? Therefore, why worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? <sighs> Next hadith.
0: Al-Tabarani reports a chain of narration.
1: And then in the last part of the verse, Allah Jalla wa'ala says, A they call it. And it's a questioning, like it's more of a rebuking. Are there any other gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are there any other aliha ilahs, that deserve to be worshipped other than Allah? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. For them
0: at tabarani reports a chain of narration that during the time of the Prophet وسلم, there was a hypocrite troubling the believers. Someone said come with us to seek help from Allah's Messenger against this hypocrite. So the Prophet وسلم, said there is no seeking help from me, only seeking help from Allah.
1: Nah. So this hadith first and foremost is da'if, it is not an authentic hadith. And just as a side benefit, the narrator that is in the chain of narration that is causing the illa to hadith to be da'if is a man called Abdullah ibn Lahia. Abdullah ibn Lahia, he was a alim, but his books burnt. And after his books burnt, he uh, the hadith that he would narrate after that, there would be a mixture up in that. There would be a mix up in all that hadith. So the scholars say that any of the hadith that he narrated before his books were burnt, then we take and any that he narrated after we don't take, so for example, they mentioned some of the Adilah, Abdullah ibn Mubarak, Abdullah ibn Wahab and certain, certain other Abdullah's, if he takes from them, I think three others or, or three in total or four in total, if he narrates from them then his hadith is accepted. Lakin ala ayataha, this hadith is weak, Like in the meaning of it is that a man, a munafiq, was harming the believers and then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi or the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi and they said uh, they asked they said qumu uh, let's seek the aid or the support of the prophet sallallahu wasallam the help of the prophet sallallahu wasallam then the prophet sallallahu wasallam said to them la help is not sought in me it is only sought in other than allah in, other, in allah subhanahu ta'ala what were they asking the Prophet to do? This munafiq, this hypocrite was harming them What were they asking the Prophet to do? To stop him from harming them, right? Is the Prophet not able to do that? Hmm? He is able to do that, why? Because he is hay, qadir, hadir He's alive, he's present and he's able to do so okay, Why did the Prophet Sallallahu say this? The scholars mention a few different reasons Number one the why did the Prophet Wasallam say to them that I cannot help you? Don't seek refuge in me or seek uh, aid in me. Seek it from Allah alone. Number one, they say ma'allahi ta'ala, subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorifying honor, and honouring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereby He is commanding them to seek refuge and seek help, seek help from Allah Jalla wa Ala alone. That is the first. Another explanation that the scholars give is that, as you know, the Prophet never used to kill the Munafiqeen. Although he used to know that they were munafiqun. he used to know that they were hypocrites. Lakin he did not kill them for fear that people would say Hatta la anna Muhammadan So it wouldn't be said that Muhammad kills his companions. So the reason why the Prophet sallam, would not harm him or harm the munafiqun, the hypocrites in general, is from the wisdom of the prophet sallallahu because the mushrikun would use that as a way as a means to deter people away from the religion of islam they will say listen you can go to muhammad but muhammad is going to kill you in a week's time look what he's done to this person and this person and that person so from siyasah shariiyah the prophet وسلم, did not kill them and that shows the prophet sallallahu uh, was the best of the leaders وسلم, in his governing and in, in his using his wisdom from the siyasa shar'iyyah that we can see. So the scholars mention that both of these, uh, or these are some of the interpretations that the scholars give for that. but Another Masala we talked about, I think it was last week or the week before, why do the scholars mention weak hadith? Number one, this alim might not see this hadith to be weak, so it might be weak to certain ulama, like to him it might might deem it to be authentic. The second reason why scholars might mention books or might mention Weak Ahadith in this sort of book is they won't use it as the main evidence. They will only use it as side evidences. You can call it supporting evidence and so on. like they wouldn't use it for sulbul الموضوع, the core part of the evidencing. That's why you can see that the Shaykh when he was using the evidences before this hadith, he says what? Mention four verses from the Kitab of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. So this hadith, it only affirms that which is found in the, in the what? In the ahadith that the Prophet, in the verses that the Prophet SallAllahu, in the verses that the Shaykh Rahimahullah mentioned. Important points. Number one, the relationship between calling
0: upon a du'a and seeking help is as simple as the relationship between a general thing and a specific one.
1: Nah. So du'a is general, istighatha is specific. Du'a is general, it's calling upon Allah. Istighatha is a specific form of calling upon Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, at a certain time, in a particular, or in a certain situation. So the shiikh says, where the sheikh says in the in the beginning uh, uh, and that he calls upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he calls upon Allah subhanahu wa Here he has put the general one at the end of the sentence and the specific one at the beginning of the sentence. <laughs>
0: Number two, the explanation of the saying do not call upon others such that will not bring you any benefit nor harm.
1: <laughs> we mentioned about three or four different ways that that verse shows uh, that it is haram to call upon other than Allah. Number three
0: that this is major shirk. <laughs> Number four that in the case of the most righteous person if he intentionally does this with, the other, with other than Allah then he becomes one of the great wrongdoers.
1: Now so Allah Jalla wa Ala or the Shaykh is referring to the verse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh,
0: no,
1: no, no, no. So where is that
0: verse?
1: Now, I'm the very first. Faimfa'lta, Fainna فإن فعلت يا محمد فإنك من الظالمين. إن صلى
0: الله عليه وسلم نحن من باب أولى. number five the explanation of the آية afterwards. عفوا. هي المشركين. number five the explanation of the ayah afterwards. and the verses after. number six this will bring no benefit in this world since it is كفر.
1: نعم. what will bring no benefit دعاء غير, 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 غير الله calling upon الله جل uh, number
0: seven the explanation of the third ayah.
1: We mentioned about three or four ways that it shows. Number eight,
0: that one is not to seek his sustenance except from Allah, just as paradise is not to be sought except from him. So a Rizq from the names of Allah is a Raziq and Allah is the one that
1: provides. So we should seek the provision from Allah and no one else and no one else. And that means that you connect yourself to Allah وتعالى. And all of these types of Ibadat, they're connected. So you're asking Allah for, for rizq and a tawakkul, you have tawakkul, you have reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you have confidence that Allah Jalla will answer your dua, that you just take the means. Like, just like, likewise, Jannah, just like with Jannah, you only seek it from Allah subhanahu
0: wa ta'ala, then everything else seek it from Allah جل wa Number nine, the explanation of the th- fourth ayah. Yeah. Number 10, that none is more deviant than the one who calls upon other than Allah. 11,
1: that
0: the one being called upon is heedless of the caller's call, he is not aware of it at all. Allah says or
1: mentions that they are they are they can't hear them.
0: Number 12, that this is a type of insult from the one calling to the one being called
1: causing
0: enmity between them. Mm. Thirteen they that, won't answer their du'as. No. Thirteen, that that call that, that call to the one that
1: call to the one being called upon is named worship. Nah. And they were in there, they were kafirin, they were dis, they disbelieved
0: in their dua the, Or they're calling upon number 14 the disbelief of the one who calls because of that worship number 15 it is for these reasons that he is the most deviant of people Mm. number 16 the explanation of the fifth ayah number 17 the wonder of accepting the worship of idols when none but allah is able to answer the one suffering and because of this fact they call upon him making the entire religion sincerely for him when they are in severe distress the strange
1: affair the fact that the, those that are worshiping idols they acknowledge they acknowledge that only Allah can answer and rescue the one that is in difficulty and because of that they are making dua, they only make dua to Allah in times of difficulty so it is in times of difficulty Allah is good enough for you can, in times of either ease, Allah is not good enough for you, according to you.
0: Number 18, the Chosen one, One's defense of Tawheed and the manners with Allah.
1: Naam, in the last hadith, the Prophet was protecting the boundaries of Tawheed and having etiquettes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ta'ala wa